And that was six weeks from that lowest moment. I did the a shoot and then you guys were like, do you want to be an intern? You can start on Thursday. And I thought, yes, but I am still cleaning porta potties. I need to figure out how to quit that job. We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance. So I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Stuart Edge. Welcome, Stuart. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> Super excited to have Stuart here. Stuart and I go a little ways back, actually, yeah. to the Aura Brush days. Yes. Um, but his story goes way beyond that. But um, Stuart was working with us at Aura Brush as an editor, mm -hmm. um, among other things, and uh, did a fantastic job there. But um, just to give just to give some context with Stuart, um, basically, I owe them everything. <laughs> no, not not true, not true. Stuart, Stuart's Let's got his own genius. In. Let's just get into the truth. <laughs> Anything <laughs> I have is all due to us. No, but um, Stuart's work. Um, blew up back in uh, 2012 mm -hmm. on YouTube where um, you've done different like magic sh show type stuff um, on your YouTube channel. You've been featured on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon um, as well as Good Morning America, Today, CNN, Billboard. Mm -hmm. Like It's been picked up all, all over the place, but it's his backstory to that place that... Um, that I really want to get into. Like, obviously, your YouTube channel has a nice mix of like, oh, let's go do good for people. Mm -hmm. Let's do some kind of like, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, random acts of kindness kind yeah. of stuff or surprise acts of kindness, um, as well as we don't some magic. Get, we don't want to get in trouble from BYU That's TV. Right. We, don't, we don't want BYU right. TV to think we're trying to <laughs> random acts. You know, glom on to that brand. Yeah. But positive pranks. Yeah, positive pranks. That's the best way to put it. Also, um, a lot of magic. Um, just some different um, fun stuff that uh, Stuart's kind of taught himself along the way and done a lot of really creative things with it. So... Let's get into your backstory. I'm just going to get rid of this now. I don't oh, think I sweet. even need that anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, give us, go way back before you and I met. Because um, I feel like your story is a for poop to gold story. Yeah. And give give our audience a little bit of that background. Yeah, uh, it really is a poop to gold. Uh, and for those listeners, people are, that are just listening, when he said, I don't need this anymore, he threw me off the chair. <laughs> no, he threw a little paper. You, you sound like a, you sound, you're that much of a featherweight. <laughs> we don't need that. We, no. Um, my poop to gold is literally poop to gold. Um, let's start back in 2012. Um, it does come to a crossroads with the Harmon brothers. Um, and so we'll get, I'll get to that. But it started in 2012 um, when I was cleaning porta potties, uh, literally <laughs> cleaning porta potties, my job. This is the most literal poop to gold story yes. we will have had to date. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I had, um, come back from a church service mission in 2010 and bright eyed and just wanted to accomplish everything. And I grew up in Logan, Utah, small town, uh, raised by a single mom. And so, and I was the oldest of my brothers. And so coming back, I was like, the, the world is just beginning now. I can go do whatever I want. And uh, the thought was to come down to Utah Valley University because there were a lot of other young adults here. And I thought it would be a great place to, to 
live. And so I came down here, got a job working at an elementary school as a teacher's aide. I did that for the nine-month school year, but then I needed a summer job. Um, Originally, I was going to go do some sales on the East Coast, but uh, that didn't work out because I met a girl and wanted to stay here for her. And I remember I I told this company, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go sell. And then I went, I told the girl that I wasn't going to be leaving over the summer. She said, well, what are you going to do for work? I said, oh, crap. And I guess that was foreshadowing to what I was about to do, because then I remembered this, (laughs) (laughs) this, uh, my aunt had told me about a guy in her neighborhood that owned a porta potty cleaning company. Now she had told me about this porta potty cleaning company when I had moved to Utah County the year before, but I thought, no, thank you. I have standards that will never be something I do. So not just a porta potty company, but a porta potty cleaning company. A porta potty <laughs> cleaning company, I guess to give. Yeah, they don't just put porta. That was what my emphasis was. Yeah, was the cleaning of it. Wow. <laughs> and so, and apparently that's a that's a big industry, the porta potty mm-hmm. company. Yeah. Um, construction sites. Construction sites. Um, different um, like convention events type of things. Yeah. Um, all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah. The the majority of the projects that I would do uh, were. New construction, mm-hmm. um, freeway projects. Yeah, yeah, I did the this between Spanish Fork and Lehigh. In Lehigh, um, there was about uh, five years of construction that was going on, and I did a year and a half of that. Um, and I would just go and I'd pull in and off of the freeway and clean all of those toilets. Tuesdays and Thursdays were the days that I did that, and each day was about a hundred plus toilets. Yeah, and those of you that aren't familiar with Utah, basically there's road construction all the time yes. somewhere. So mm-hmm. yes, so. So about a hundred plus toilets um, each day, and whether it was a freeway project or going around into the valley and doing new construction, um, and I it started off as a good summer job that paid well and had time for me to do other things. Um, but then uh, about four months in, the owner of the company sold the company to a bigger company, Honey Bucket, and so okay. then it became all about regulations. St- strict start times. The start time was 5 a.m. Wow. You had to wear a uniform. Like and a hazmat kind of uniform? No. <laughs> it was like blue uh, pants and like a blue jacket and like a button-up shirt. Oh, you just had to look official. You had to look while official. While you were cleaning while poop. While we were cleaning poop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it went from great summer flexible job to now very strict job overnight. Um, I, I think you're being generous, but it's kind of awesome that you're saying it was a great job. It was a good job. All these things are like, you're just Describing this while talking about cleaning poop. It Let's w- just all take note of that for a moment. <laughs> okay, let me shed some light on how tough that there. Some days it did feel like prison. In fact, okay. one day it literally was prison because my boss um, showed up to work one day with a porta potty that was completely exploded. And he said that some guys had put a dry ice bomb inside of it. Oh, okay. Literally yeah. exploded. Not just overloaded. <laughs> Not just overloaded. Someone, we had many of those that were just overloaded something with inside crap. the thing. Yeah. Okay. Something actually detonated <laughs> literally okay. inside the porta potty and the whole thing exploded. Um, and so uh, in some states, doing a dry ice bomb is a first degree felony punishable by up to 30 years in prison. Wow. So I was like, man, whoever did this, their life is ruined. They ended up finding the guys, two young teenagers. Sure. And so I thought, well, their life is over. Um, 
A few days later, I showed up to work and my boss had those two guys there. Apparently, um, their punishment was to do my job for one week. <laughs> that was it. That's amazing. So a judge somewhere weighed the situation and thought, hmm, 30 years in prison or cleaning porta potties for a, a week. That's a wise judge right there. Yeah. That is a straight up wise judge. That's awesome. And I did that job for a year and a half. So I've done the Ooh. equivalent of 60,000 years in prison. <laughs> That's right. I've got, a jit- I've got a get out of jail free card the, the rest of my life. Yeah, you can do whatever you want now. <laughs> yeah. So that, that yeah, I can. So that was that was the flexibility of the job the first time. Yeah. Boss that let me go do things whenever I wanted. It was tough. You know, it did smell. And um, but I also had a lot of time to myself and to think. But then overnight it shifted to a very strict corporate job. Start time was at 5 a.m. You had to you couldn't work more than 15 hours on like in a day and stuff like that. Um, and that's when things started to get a lot more um, you, tight. You on my couldn't schedule. work more you than 15 hours in a day. You're describing this as, as a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> there were days that I worked 15 hours and then they were like, you have to stop at 15. You know, I, I think I'm OK with this. <laughs> It's Dude, the, uh, don't get me wrong i did 17 and 18 hour days on the farm at yeah. times but like <laughs> 15 hours it was very porta- rare and i'm kind of okay with the fact that they're like you know we're not gonna have you cleaning up poop <laughs> in these we're, we're gonna save you and for look, more than 15 we'll hours let you do 14 because we oh know how gosh. bad you want to do 14 hours <laughs> okay. but at 15 you know <laughs> yeah. cross some, the line something's wrong with you man okay. we already realize we're in an interesting business right now <laughs> we're going to we okay. have too many people cleaning 24 hour days okay. so it became this really strict schedule yeah. and then little by little just my social life went out the window and I was now cleaning 15 hour days yeah. doing porta potties. And I remember I had been doing that for about a year and I think, well, why didn't you just quit? Well, cause I had an incident where I had backed into a garage door. Now, big corporate company, uh, they had a way for managing their incidents. Um, you had to be written up and then you had to be incident free for a year or pay for the full price of the damage. Oh, wow. And so I had backed into a garage door and that was like $1,200 um, of yeah. a repair fee. And I was broke. I didn't have any money. Somehow all this money that I had saved cleaning porta potties just went down the drain. Uh, and I was stuck, mm-hmm. not sure what to do. And in this moment of realizing I was stuck cleaning porta potties and not sure what to do, I um, I remember the date. It was June twelfth, two thousand twelve. I was in this moment of desperation, and I thought, I'm going to just quit this job. I'll go work at a fast food restaurant if that's what I need to do. Just anything to get me out of this job. I'll take out a loan to pay the credit card, do whatever I need. But I just had this internal feeling that that's not what I should do. Um, Another thing that I wanted to do was move out of the apartment complex that I was living in. Currently, I was paying $250 a month, and I still couldn't afford that. And there was this place in Provo that um, paid, that was like $50 a month (laughs) in the summer. It was a cardboard box it was a cardboard backyard <laughs> right next to a porta potty i was like yeah as long as i can have 15 hours oh, at least right. inside my house then i'll be good so june 12 2012 wanted to move out of this apartment complex and just make this drastic change overnight but had this internal feeling that no that's not what i needed to do and so um in this desperation i just um i just fell asleep on the ground and then i woke up and i wrote myself this letter and i said dear Stuart." um 
it's a very it was a very optimistic letter. Here are some of the things you love to do. You're cleaning porta potties right now. You clean 15 hours a day. Sometimes you're not really sure how you do it. Uh, you wonder where you'll be in six months. And then I wrote some other things and reminders. And then I put that letter away and uh, put it in an envelope and plan to read it at some future date. And then I got back to work and the porta potties still smelled as bad as they did the day before. And uh, it was just as hot. And, uh, but instead of listening to talk radio, I decided that I would listen to inspirational podcasts. Mm. And I just started to do that while I cleaned. And I started to look forward to work mm. and things like tipped over porta potties, which normally added 15 minutes to my day. I now started to look forward to because that meant half of a podcast that I could mm. listen to. Mm -hmm. So I was like kicking over porta potties <laughs> just so I could listen to more podcasts. Oh, man. Um, and so this, uh, happened every day for about six weeks um, where I was listening to these podcasts. And exactly six weeks to the day from June 12, 2012, I listened to this podcast about a guy. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, exactly six months um, from June, excuse me, exactly six weeks from June 12, 2012, I was listening to this podcast about a guy that moved to Utah County back in the 80s to work at a motion picture studio. And something about that really inspired me. And I just had this feeling that I should go buy a camera. And so I went home that day and I had $800 saved up, which I was saving to pay for the garage door to get out right. of that job. Right. And I was like, ooh, I really felt that feeling that I had was real. And so I took that 800 bucks and bought a Canon T2i on eBay. Yeah. It was like a two-day shipping. It showed up to my house um, on a Friday. That Friday, I took that camera to a camp out that I went to with my um, apartment complex. Mm -hmm. An apartment complex I would not have been living at had I moved. Mm -hmm. And um, a friend of mine who actually works here, Tyler Stevens, mm -hmm. who also worked in the Orbrush days, saw me with this camera and he's like, hey, do you like making videos? I was like, yeah. He's like, I could get you an internship working at a little company called Orbrush. Mm -hmm. We make YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what's an Orbrush? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's this tongue cleaner. I was like, we need to clean our tongues. Yes, 95% of the bacteria, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that was six weeks from that lowest moment. I did the a shoot and then... Uh, you guys were like, do you want to be an intern? You can start on Thursday. And I thought, yes, but I am still cleaning porta potties. I need to figure out how to quit that job because I don't have any money now. Right. And I still had about six months um, be, be, to be incident free. And so I called the company. I was like, here's my situation. I'll finish my routes, the highway project, so you don't have to train somebody. And then I'm done. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. And I cleaned my last porta potty exactly two months from June 12th, 2012, August 12th, 2012. And that's when I started working at Orbrush. Yeah. So it's just crazy, like how quickly things can turn around. Yeah. You have no idea from your lowest point, you have no idea what's just two months away. Yeah. Well, and. Briefly after starting to work with us at Orabrush mm -hmm. and doing different video projects, you actually were really good about taking any learning that you gained on the fly and just applying it to your own thing. Yeah. Particularly your Stuart Edge YouTube channel, right? Yeah. You went and filmed a video with a coworker. Yeah. And it blew up all over the place. It yes. like I can't remember how many millions the of views it was. The second time something had blown up all over the place in work. <laughs> yeah, in work. Right. No this time. No dry <laughs> ice detonation this time. Yeah. Yeah. But... um. And that really kind of started to change your world, right? Yes. Is when that first video went viral and you were just, just kind of experimenting, like you said, with this kind of man on the street style mm -hmm. of video um, of, of kind of um, 
basically getting candid reactions from people yeah. of stuff they wouldn't see every day. And um, it, it went huge. And then from there, you kind of started snowballing that success, right? Yeah. Into like your magic tricks and and um, and uh, and a lot of other stuff. So, you, I mean, yeah, feel I'll free to continue the story from there. Yeah. yeah so that I don't feel like it all just Harmon Brothers and you're home free <laughs> or, no, or, or a brush and you're home or, free. Or in that case. Yeah, it wasn't even Harmon Brothers then. Yeah, but it is cool to talk about that with you, one of the brothers that, because that was this oasis of time where I had gone from such a traumatic place of grinding for a year and a half and being in this moment where I had no idea how things were going to work out, trusting feelings that I had, and then very quickly getting out of it. And then being in this place where creativity was coming through the door every single day. And I just was a sponge and I soaked up everything. Yeah. And I remember um, my job was just like to organize footage. But all I did was all I did was over my shoulder, watched Caitlin Snow edit yeah. for four months. And she's like a master editor. Master. Yeah. And I would just watch her edit. And I just would soak up everything that I was learning from you guys about marketing, about storytelling. And so after um, I was about two or three months of doing that, um, there was in the month of December, uh, there was this event that Devin Graham, um, who was mentioned in Poop to Gold, the book, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, he was throwing this uh, thing called a, a YouTuber get together, Utah YouTuber get together. And I was working and you came in. You're like, hey, Stuart, are you going to come to this uh, YouTuber event? I was like, oh, I wasn't invited. He's like, you're like, why don't you come? I was like, oh my gosh, sweet. And so I felt so cool to be able to go to this YouTuber event just as a small intern working for you guys. And then I was at this event being surrounded and bumping shoulders with some of the biggest YouTubers in Utah. And I was soaking everything up that Devin and all these other people were talking about how to have a successful YouTube channel. And at the very end, Devin stood up to give a speech and he talked about how he had done a meeting like that last year and Lindsay Sterling was present. Mm -hmm. And that next year, her channel blew up. And she said, who knows, maybe, uh, excuse me, Devin said, who knows, maybe the next big YouTuber is in this room right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, it's going to be me. Something, I was like, that's going to be me. And I was like, wow. And I just was like, somehow, I don't know, but I'm going to make that happen. And I, the next week, I had this idea to do this video called the mistletoe kissing prank where we went to a college campus and dropped the mistletoe to see if people would kiss. That was a week after that meeting. And I uploaded it, uh, edited it and uploaded it on December 12th, 2012. And my life hasn't been the same since. Right. December 12th, 2012 is exactly six months from June 12th, 2012, where <laughs> in that letter I said, you wonder where you'll be in six months. So the the 12th day of the month has significance for you. It does. <laughs> my, the, the day I wrote that letter, the last day I cleaned porta potty and started working for you guys, and then the day that um, my uh, my video went viral. Yeah, it exploded. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once we, once that started happening, we were like, okay, Stuart's not going to be here very much longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he was very, like, you were very talented. So like, to your credit, like you said, you were absorbing everything that mm -hmm. you saw around you like a sponge, particularly with editing. You're, you're, you are a gifted editor. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, um, like downplay that in the least. Like, I think you have a really good sense of being able to juxtapose unexpected things in order to tell yeah. a really compelling emotional story. Yeah. Um, and that's one of your, I think that's one of your greatest gifts as a storyteller is that, 
that editing editing ability at least i mean I, i'm sure you've evolved in other ways i mean you've written a book since then mm-hmm. right what, what's the name of your book again how my crappy job changed my life there you go <laughs> so if you guys want to check same vein as from poop to gold it is very same. much in that same vein but um the youtube channel like you just really started gaining momentum with that and um i feel like from there you're it, it's no longer as much a focus in your life right now, right? The YouTube channel? It is now. It is now. You're returning to it. Returning to it, yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, wow. So, Or do you want to? Yeah, where, where do you want I to can. take this? I'm, I'm, I'm open, man. <laughs> let's, let's, so let me... My, that overnight change uh-huh. of going from... like Within just six months of going from like Porta Potty Clean to now yeah. being viral internet star, I think really messed me up in some ways. Okay. Um, so we're talking from poop to gold. From poop to gold. Into poop again. Into poop again. (laughs) Swimming in the poop and being like, man, why did I come back here? This is the natural (laughs) cycle of life in case anybody was wondering. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it just was a lot. It was a very traumatic thing and I didn't really know how to handle it. And so I think in my attempts just to grow and to do the best I could with what I was being given, um, I don't think I managed things well in my life, in my business. And so eventually... There was a lack of momentum that came, um, a lack of consistency, uh, but I'm much wiser now and I've learned. And so I would say I'm much more well paced. And so taking that same creativity and energy that I had starting out and now getting back into that, I still am posting videos frequently and consistently, um, but now much more streamlined and efficient. Awesome. And um, taking just everything that I've learned. I mean, I you've interviewed Piff, the Magic Dragon. Yep. Man, yeah. I listened to that podcast multiple times a week. I have been honored to be able to be mentored by him and I went on a tour with him. And that man is, he gets business and he oh, gets yeah. life. Yeah. Um, I would be happy just to sacrifice the rest of my interview just to tell people to go over and just listen to that podcast. The the, the, it, it is awesome. And then to, and, um, and he grills me. Yeah. <laughs> and then being able to be surrounded by you guys and literally just be like a stone's throw away from you guys over here and... Um, taking all the stuff that I've been taught by mentors and applying it. And so um, it's nothing too exciting, um, but it's consistent. And that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. Real fast, what yeah. does creativity look like to you? What what exercises and routines do you use in order to find your creative flow? Um, I have an idea and I see that first idea through. Um, and a lot of that comes down to managing an expectation. Uh, may, maybe in the past I wouldn't deliver a project because I thought people were expecting um, more than they were. And so I would try and exceed their expectations. Um, and so for me, this creative flow is to, if you have an idea, which I think we all have ideas, is just be able to go and see it through in some way and put it out there. There's this moment, at least in my case with a video, if someone's wanting to be a content creator, you have to actually upload a video before you can start getting that feedback. And I would say that's the do phase and the deliver phase. But sometimes people get stuck in the idea phase a lot. And being okay to put something out there and not have it be 100%, but it has to be out yep. there. So you can get that real feedback. Yeah. Devin yeah. Graham, I will quote, he, um, I remember we were having this conversation. He's like, how are things going on a YouTube channel? I'm like, ah, things are okay. Brand deals aren't coming in as much. He's like, are you posting videos? I'm like, no, nah, I'm kind of waiting. He's just like, you have to post videos. And I was like, but how? Like, you, 
you know, you post video. I need to wait until people are here. He's like, you just got to post. And I've taken that to heart a lot because you really just have to get out and post something. Yeah. But wait, but how do I? Eh, nah, nah, just post. And that will give you so many more answers. Have an idea. Execute on the idea. Mm -hmm. See it through to finish, quote yes. unquote. Yes. Get it out there. Get feedback. Then go on to the next idea. Yes. That's the system. Yes. Very cool. Is I that like in it. the... I'm, <laughs> I'm only a few pages into the Harvard <laughs> Brother book. That's right. Awesome. Okay. So what what's your... What's the big thing that you're working on now that you're the most excited about? I mean, obviously you have your YouTube channel yeah. that you're returning to focus on a little bit, but I know you've got some other things you're involved in. Any, anything that you want to tell our audience about that that, um, that yeah, you're really excited, that I'm excited about. excited for. Yeah. Um, I am really excited about the YouTube videos that I'm posting. Okay, cool. Um, and the weekly content that I'm posting on, on that channel. Um, I also speak at schools and elementary schools around the state yeah. um, with the Anti-Bullying Coalition of Utah. That's awesome. And we talk about the impact kindness has over bullying. It's a very simple thing, but it has many impacts and it's an it's a do thing that you can do. Kill them with be, kindness. Yes, right? exactly. Mm -hmm. And and so doing that and uh, just very blessed to be surrounded by great people. But I would say right now top priority is the is the weekly YouTube content. Very cool. Let me see here. Is there anything that I didn't ask that I should have? Um, so I, I guess kind of questions about those um, Harmon brother Miss Harmon brother. Excuse me, the Orbrush days, the uh, that transition, those like four months that I worked there. Yeah. Um, that was also a beginning phase for you guys. Yeah. Um, was that like how do you guys see those Orbrush days as contributing to what you guys are doing today? Because I think that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people went through those doors and yes. seeing where a lot of us are now. Uh -huh. I'm wondering if you look back and you see yourself as young and um, these just little seedlings and you look back at that and you're like, oh man, we're doing it much better now. Yeah, a hundred percent. So when I look back on it, so sometimes there's been a joke around here in the office about the Aura Brush Mafia, <laughs> quote unquote, yeah. that includes like the number of people that went through that, that, um, that have gone on to have you know, major successes in some way. Obviously, a lot of them still work here. Mm -hmm. and, um, or I shouldn't still, stay, still work here, now work here at Harmer Brothers. Um, and, but there was like, um, you know, Devin Graham was mm -hmm. filming uh, filming for us. Mm -hmm. um, Jacob Shores that, and Katie Shores that now run um, Mystery Box and had a ton of success over there. Um, we're, we're working with us at the time. Um, Austin Craig, yeah. um, who was the Aura Brush guy, has had a lot, a lot of success. There was Dave Ackerman, who was the tongue. And, and there, these names, this list goes on and on and in addition to the people here internally like Tyler and Caitlin and, and um, I'm, I'm like you that went through the doors and obviously there was Jeffrey Neal and myself and, and uh, Shane was there. And, um, even Ryan, um, and Ryan's yeah. still here, but, um, we've got all, all these different faces that, um, have now become part of it. But yeah, when I look back on it, to be quite honest, even though we had the success that we did, obviously, mm -hmm. um, Aura Brush was the first company to successfully use YouTube as an advertising platform where you could dependably spend a dollar on the ads and get more than that back. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what propelled so much of those videos to 
um, to really grow um, and like to propel um, Aura Brush into Walmart and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Walgreens and and CVS and all those things. But um, when I look back on most of the work then, I'm like, yeah, we were just learning. Mm. There's there's a few videos that are still, we're we're still pretty proud of and stuff, but a lot of it, I'm just like, yeah, there's little nuggets and, and things in there. But like you said, it's it's more about having that idea, putting it out there, getting feedback and learning along the way. And I feel yeah. like we're much more, um, much, we've, we've rounded off or, or yeah. we've kind of filed off a lot of those rough spots to where we know how to deliver really well for a client um, now. And again, that was, that was a, a completely separate company and everything. But yeah, it was, um, it was, it was kind of an incubator yeah. at the time, right? It really was. The way, the way to think about it. This, you haven't done your, a podcast yourself, right? You haven't been interviewed. I feel like. Oh no, uh, I've done I, a lot of podcasts uh, you, you, for other people. Uh, has, has the Daniel Harmon been oh, the interviewee? Have we done that? Of <laughs> Daniel Harmon needs to be, uh, they need to do a Harmon brother in the Harmon Brothers so, podcast. So and I will that, gladly the, interview for that podcast. That'd be awesome. That's what the last uh, section of this podcast I'm realizing has turned into. <laughs> That's right. We're just going to keep rolling and then we'll go <laughs> with with guest host Stuart edge yeah <laughs> no i i actually love that idea and we i think that is in the works for later for ben and i to sit down and and tell a little bit more story yeah. about us um but um yeah anyway you caught me on the spot and good job for you <laughs> doing that awesome well thank you so much for your time Stuart. really appreciate it love to see your transformation and your transition from, like you said, those lowly days of cleaning porta potties all the way to internet superstardom, like you said, kind of, kind of falling off again, and then and and then coming back and really finding your footing of where of where you're in a place, your creativity and your yeah. work and everything. That's that's really awesome to see, and it's nice to have you, like you said, a stone's throw away. We need it. We do need to get together more often than just for a podcast occasionally. But that's Stuart Edge for you. Where should they look you up? Where should our audience find you? Where do you want to point them to? YouTube.com slash Stuart Edge. That's where it's all at. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Uh-huh. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.